My name is Timothy Brenham. My wife wanted me to record this to express and let the world know and her family members know how much I love her. Okay, in the beginning, I was probably, I say that I could recall, I was 12 years old when I first met Tammy Nicole Malone and her mother, Marie Nellums. I was just a kid. Just a kid, but at the same time, when I went to their house, I felt a loving feeling, which my mother gave me, but at the same time, it wasn't like a family-oriented feeling. So, by me visiting her house and her lifestyle, I learned to see something that I didn't have in my own household, which was, I guess, family time. But I love my wife, and I wouldn't trade her for anything in the world. She's worth more than silver and gold. I just know, as a child, I long for something that I was missing in my household, which was unity. And her mother displayed that to me by just playing different games and to just spending that quality time. But I was 12 years old not knowing that a few years later that she would be my wife. More than a few years later, she would be my wife. Her mother showed me so much unconditional love that I didn't get from my own grandmother. But anyway, Miss Marie used to sit down and play board games with us, Spades, Monopoly, Scrabble, things of that nature. And that really intrigued me. And I felt loved by her. She just showed me unconditional love by spending that quality time with me. And I used to be a type of child that look at the world a diff- at a different aspect than normally people. I looked at the world as four corners. See all you can see. Seeing is believing. So at 12 years old, Miss Marie showed me that type of love that I yearned for and wanted to get from my own family. My mother did show me love, but she worked 24-7, two jobs at a time. My father was in the house, 
but he he used to use alcohol a lot and used to drink a lot and we had disagreements a lot because he knew that I wasn't his child but when I met Tammy when I was introduced to Tammy and her family she showed me unconditional love unconditional love for a child and she really did love me she really did love me so I met her and her mother and I did the best the best I could as a child to give their love back to them that they showed unto me. And it was unconditional. It was innocent. It was pure. Twelve years old. I seen Miss Marie in her greatest time, in her most vulnerable vulnerable time week in the beginning as I seen Miss Marie she was able to do things for herself but close to the end I seen her health declining not knowing because I was a child not really focusing on those type of things because I was innocent and not seeing her in that way. But anyway, I'm gonna skip a few years. I just know God rest her soul, Miss Marie was a great mother, a daughter, a great person, an individual. She impacted my life in a great deal, showing me unconditional love. From a grandmother's perspective. But anyway, I grew up and got grown. And I heard along the way, my mother told me that Tammy, which is my wife now, husband has deceased in a tragic car accident. And I didn't think nothing of it because, simply fact, I was doing my own thing in life, running my own path. I just know she lost her husband. I did not attend the funeral because I was not as close to Daryl Malone as I was close to Tim Malone and Marie Nellums. I have spent some time with Daryl, and the time that I spent with him, he has treated me good. He never done me wrong, no matter 
what the situation may bring or where I was with him. But fast forward a few years, I heard that he passed away. And I was hurt by that. I really wanted to console Timmy to know, to let her know that everything is going to be okay. She'll get through it. But some years passed, and I put that in the back of my mind. So when I moved back to Nashville with my mother, me and her started to hang out if you could say, and honestly hang out, just do things that two grown people do together as friends, no sex involved. And I used to compliment her on how the way she carried herself. And remind you, I used to see the way she carried herself. I used to see it as a child and just seeing her as me being grown, I looked at her in a different way. But at the same time, not in a sexual way. I just knew her that to to take care of home and to be a a decent individual, an upstanding Christian. But anyway, we used to go to the plasma together and I used to tell her how beautiful she were. And she used to text me little things. And even with the family, they used to say slick things like this or that. And I never just fed into it. And at the time, she was dating a person named Coop, a member of the 3-6 Mafia. A lot of people know him not just paying attention to all that but we used to hang out a lot and what I mean by that we used to go to the plasma and donate I used to get 20 or 50 dollars twice a week well 20 dollars and 50 dollars once a week and she used to get what she used to get lesser amount or greater amount. I don't remember. And I used to be so excited like a kid in the candy store going to the plasma with her. And my desires was not to be intimate with her. But my desires was to comfort her in the best way I knew how. And reminds you, um, me and my wife have uh, 18 years a distance in age. She's 18 years older than me. But as we was going through to the plasma, I never looked at her like that. And we used to play certain games, adult games, and through playing the games, I still never seen her like that. Like, I wanted to be intimate with her or this was going to be my wife in the future. Now, I looked at her as a a guardian, 
as someone that I can confide in if needed to be. But as we was going to the plasma, it's like, it's not like, it's, it, it is that we were already entwined to be husband and wife. And it, it, as I took the leap of faith to marry her, it, it was already predestined to be. It was looking back on it. So when I did move back to Memphis, we linked up and we was kicking it, kicking it tough. And even with a family member that was saying, my mama different, she ain't the same. Woot, woot, woot. And I asked how she was not the same. They never did give a definite answer on that. So when we kicked it, to me, she appeared the same. She acted the same. She was the same in my eyes, but a little bit damaged or scarred or hurt or just just losing a significant other that you've been married to for a period of time, you've grown to love them. So we kicked it. And I seen, just as we was kicking it, I seen that she was dealing with coop, you know. I don't, I don't judge nobody for what they do or how they do it or whatever the case may be. But as... I was kicking it with Coop. Uh, as I was kicking it, I seen Coop come through to my wife's house, to Tammy's house. And it's like, how he even carried himself? That that nigga was just for himself, man. And it kind of frustrates me now just even thinking about the situation now. And me and my wife is married, and I'm, I'm happily married. I love my wife. Just looking back on the situation, how he was treating her, he be gone days in her truck, and her lights getting cut off, or no food. And I'm looking at it, you got three little ones. But this somebody that you have some dealings with. But don't give two squats about you or your children, your dependents. I'm looking like, dang, but this somebody that you did when this nigga got truck all the time. This nigga, God forgive me, but he had more than a person that owned it. But it's not none of my concern. I ain't look at that. And even to me and my wife, my wife, this is my lovey. This is my backbone. This is my everything that, that, allow me to exist. Man, this is me. We caught this man. We was riding together. Coming from the plaza and seeing him in, the, in her vehicle with another female. And I'm in my mother, mother's vehicle. No license. Just, just, just riding. And we weren't just riding just to be riding. We was riding for a cause. But we see him, and, and I asked her what you want to do. She was like, 
just let them ride. Let them ride, okay. We letting them ride. Because I'm the type of person, you if I love you and you my family, I'm going to stand up for it. Man, I lay my life down for it. That's another, that's another, uh, that's another subject. But, and she was just humble enough, okay, what do I did with him? Oh, like, dang. And so, ever since then, it's like, okay, that's strike one. Okay. And she letting it ride, let her ride. And after then, we still was kicking it, going to the plasma, I was taking to the plasma, and most of the time, her vehicle wasn't even at the house. And when it was, it either had a spare tire on it or something was going on with it. And I accepted it because, simply fact, I didn't, we wasn't like that. We wasn't trying to cope. We was just friends, generally friends. So after that, she was like, a couple days later, I got to get my keys from her. And I took her over there to go get her keys. I said, let's go get your keys. Because I'm the, I'm there. Let's go get your keys. It went on, let's go get your keys, baby girl. Let, nah, let's go get your keys, auntie. Just to be real, let's go get your keys, auntie. I didn't say that like that, but yeah, I'm riding. Let's go get your keys. I'm a man, you're a woman, and whatever the case may be. If I can't handle it, shit, we going to get to the business. So I took over to get her keys. He gave the keys up without no hesitations. And the story I'm saying, it may be kind of botched uh I'm 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 because the way I think don't it doesn't come out the way it sounds. So that may be whatever I'm going through. Uh something like dyslexia but uh memory because I smoke a lot of weed. I have smoked a lot of weed. So after we got our keys go to, back to the house and she seemed like she was kind of sad the way she looked it was like in her mind it's like what's wrong for me for a man to love me or take care of me the way I need to be so after that incident we still was kicking it tough going back to the and we surviving I'm surviving all $70 a week. I could not find no job. I was looking and looking. She'll even take me to go look for the steel clothes, though. So it was like, damn. And even to the to a sense, she'll pay me for helping her out, clean the garage, or whatever the case may be. She helped me out. I was like, even pay my loan, my, my tickets that I had for years going through Germantown. And it's like, dang, she show all this love to somebody that I show her love back, but just in a different way. I didn't look at her as a, a girlfriend. 
uh, in, in a sexual way. So, after that, I think my mom or something like that had to get got evicted from her apartment. And she hit hard times and just hit hard times. Somebody even broke in my mama's house. But she hit hard times. She had to move. So she figured that Nashville was the next big option. So we go back to Nashville. And I, I think me and Tammy was kicking it so hard that I wanted to, I wanted to penetrate that. Just to be honest, I wanted to, to, to get that. Not like that, but I was kind of scared because of the history that we have. I've been knowing Tammy over 20 some years. So she seen me grow from a child to a young man just like that over the time. So it wasn't just a sexual thing. You know what I'm saying? I I, I, I didn't want to do it like that. But anyway, I was uh, complimenting her and letting her know how beautiful she is. And I seen how she treated Daryl as a wife. I seen her how, how she treated Daryl as a wife supposed to treat her husband. She was faithful and going to church and she used to cry out to God like I didn't know what she was going through as I was sitting in the back seat like dang dang just like like you swerving in some old you you driving and crying please and we made the church every time wherever we went we made it there in one piece one whole piece but uh Another thing, let's get back to the story, but what really pissed me off about the situation, her dealing with Coop, man, I was in the house, just over there, just just chilling, you know, just just chilling, just really chilling, just checking up on one of my family members. This man came in, and I seen he came through the front door, was like, you got some jelly? And I'm, I'm talking like this because the, uh, the environment I'm in, you got some jelly. You got some jelly. Like some jelly. And she was like, I think I got one can, one something, something with jelly. It, it's in the shell. Woot, woot, woot. So this nigga come in. He go in the kitchen. And I see him with my own natural eyes. He go in the kitchen and grab a waitress grape jelly. Brand new, out the cabinet, and was like, I need this. And and and, and, and I knew he was dealing with somebody else because she used to tell me, yeah, he got another female whoop whoop whoop, and this, that, and the other. And I ain't just pay no attention to that because that's none of my business. But I, 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 I'm a spectator. I look out. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm observing. Like damn. So he get the jelly in. I am gone. Like damn, I'm looking about like it's three look and, and at the time he grabbed the jelly was really barely any food in the cupboards. You know what I'm saying? Just like that. What real man gonna do something like that? Just not from where I'm from, cause I fed my family when I was 
16, 17 years old, 16, 17 years old, I fed my family. We ain't got nothing in the curbs. I be back. We fin- I'm finna go to the grocery store and go get something, even if I got to steal, kill, rob, or, or whatever the case may be. Um, I, for real. But I seen them do that, and it's like, dang, that nigga ain't, he ain't a real man, man. He can, how can he even have any audacity to ask a single widow? That ain't no pair. That's a single widow for anything. But we took the judge, and I sat back and looked like, oh, okay, you one of them type people. Okay, then. I don't, I don't like you already. My nose up at you, bro. I'm watching you. But anyway, they still had some dealings after the fact of him doing it. And, but at the same time, me and my wife, we kicking it so tough. We kicking it like... We vibing like, dang. I'm give, I'm steady giving the compliments and looking at her like, dang. You would make a great wife, but not even knowing that I seen the way she treated her first husband, just was so loyal and submissive to him. And it ain't got to be nothing about being submissive, just just loyal and and and, and living by God's word by. Everything God words say that a wife should be to a husband, she was there. It's like, oh, that's a bonus, man. Like, man, not even no, I wasn't looking at it like that, but it was the truth. Like, and the way she handled herself and carried herself, I seen a lot of her ways. And my mama, and I love my mama, man. Mine just, I love it. Like, dang. Anyway. He did that. She still had some dealings with that nigga. I was like, dang, how can you have some feelings for a person that really don't give a dang if you eat or don't eat? He ain't nobody. But anyway, just dealing with that situation, I passed it because it was none of my business. And I seen him just like, you know, I seen her. But I'm going to tell you, when I first, and Timmy used to do my hair and stuff like that, and just, you know, just do my hair, like, you know, honestly do a person hair. I never pay her or anything like that, but it made me feel good for, uh, it made me feel good for her to play in my head or just for anybody to play in my head because not not a male, nothing like that, but just opposite attract, opposite sex attract. It, it made me feel good because my mama used to pay in my head and it just, it, it just made me feel good. But when she played in my head, I felt a whole different type of way. Like, man, uh, uh, this is this is it. This is where I could be, you know. And long story short, my family used to we used to spend so much time together. My my auntie and mom used to joke like, just just hit with hit me with the sideline like, y'all, but y'all messing off. Or my mom was like, that y'all messing off. 
But my auntie was like, it'd be good if y'all got together because we we family. Woot woot woot. And I knew Lena and Bo as they was, when Tammy first got them, I knew him. And a lot of people used to talk about him, talk about her. You ain't got no sense. Why you going to do this or that or the other? But nobody else could. Nobody else of the family would step up to keep them together. And when she did get them, I used to see her solo dolo by herself, even going to church. Forget, I, I never seen her going to the appointments, doctor appointments, and she still had her mama. And her mama was uh, honestly uh, on her last leg when she got Lena Bowen Eddie. But I just never just, I ain't just never look at it like that. I'm looking at it, what can I do to help, you know, when Miss Marie moved in to 12 for that. What can I do to help? And I did the best I could to, to help her, you know. But just looking at all that, it's like, man, she a she a, a real woman. She ain't only not a pretend. She for real, but her, especially when she loves, she for real with it. But past that fact, just when I seen how cool was doing it. It just, it just, it, it flipped me around like, dang. And I even told her, I said, you'll make a good wife. And she's like, you make a good husband. And you know what God had behind the scenes? That we was going to be together. That he was going to mend us together. And it was already predestined for it to happen like that. But in my mind, I still want to run the streets and just not knowing and I was in I was with my baby mama at the time and we going through something that she could not understand because simply fact I wasn't in my child life for over five years. I ain't getting in my child life until she was five. So when I did move back to Memphis to, you know, try to make things work with my child and her mother, she turned that stuff cold ice. Man, she turned miserable. Couldn't live with that. I'm helping you out, but you want to complain about me smoking and drinking. I ain't doing nothing but helping. And I had food stamps, putting food in the house, gas money, whatever. And all of this off of plasma money and, and little side hustles my uncle gave me. I did the best I could to make that work. That shit went... Man, God forgive me that it wasn't working. Stuff wasn't working. How can you complain about what I do? And I was still trying to find a job in the midst of all that. How you gonna complain about what I do? And I, I'm helping you, but you complain about I smoke too much weed. But I ain't never taken. I ain't took nothing from you. I'm helping you. But in, in, anyway, she used to get on me about the way me and my wife used to kick it to. You got something going. And it wasn't even nothing like that. It wasn't nothing like that. But 
eventually it turned into something like that because in fact it was already ordained by God. I I can't uh I can't question what God had for me in the future. And it, it it was just like that. So we going through me and my baby mama going through little spits and spats. I just I couldn't take it no more. I couldn't take it no more. So I moved to my uncle's house and he let me stay for probably about maybe a week, maybe lesser than a week. But I know I made a wrong choice of decision while I was staying in this house of, you know, doing something that I, I shouldn't have been doing. And to be honest, I was, you know, just just being lustful. And he seen it and he knew it. So he put me out. Like, you got to go. It's better for something he said in the scripture. It's better for a millstone be tied around your neck or something he said. And I understood what he was saying. I was caught. I couldn't do nothing. So I hit up Tammy. And she was like, you know, you can't stay here. I'm dealing with somebody. Case may be like, damn, okay, I can't do nothing. So that's when I moved to Nashville where my mama was staying with my grandmother. And Tim was so sad that I left and this, whatever the case may be. And I may have the story kind of conflicted, which I do looking back on what I've been saying, have it conflicted. But this is the best way I know how to tell the story. And I went back to Nashville. I'm going to tell you, I know it's predestined by God. I went back to Nashville and my mom was looking for a job and I was looking for a job, and I really didn't want to be there because I knew how my granny was. It's just, it, it, it didn't feel like home. And texted Tammy, and mom texted Tammy, and she was like, no, I got feelings for his son, and this, that, and the other, this will be that, and whatever the case might be. Then somebody called my cell phone. You got an interview Monday morning. I think it might have been a Thursday. Monday morning doing this. So I took a leap of faith. It was like, I'm going back to music for this job. Cause I couldn't find no job. I searched and found. I tried to find a job. I couldn't find one. So I went back to Memphis for that day. And in the process, I had to go back to my baby mama to, you know, to have somewhere to stay while I work. So I stayed there for a minute, and it just still didn't, it, it, it wasn't working out. And me and my baby mama got into it, and I called Tammy. was like, I ain't got nowhere to go. And she was like, you can come stay with me. And everywhere I went, even with different females, I always had my stuff in a bag by the door. Because you tell me, leave, I'm finna leave. Get it. So, Tammy came and picked me up with my bags. I took all my food out of my baby mama house 
and put it in Tammy's house because I knew she had children. And you know what she did? She put my bags. She unpacked my bags and put them in the drawer. Like, you stand. Are you staying? Like, what? And we boyfriend and girlfriend at this time. We switched labels. 